Alda Modin. And this is Hannah Overby. <laughs> Woo. And we want to welcome you to the Raise Your Standards podcast. And this is our eighth episode. Wild. Yes. That, yeah, this yeah. is our eighth episode. This means wow. four months of recording our episodes, which is super cool. Um, and today, uh, because it is the start of no- October, not November, oh my goodness, it is the start of October, which means that it is the start of the month that Halloween is in. So we thought that for our theme this month, um, and thus this episode, we were going to be talking about some of our fears. Um, what Just like have a conversation between me and Autumn, talk about like what are some fears we have, maybe talk about how we've dealt with our fears. Um, fear can be a tricky thing because, you know, there are some fears that are really, really good, right? Like you should be afraid to, you know, go like jump in the Mississippi River. Like don't do that. That's a good thing to be scared of. Um, but there are some things that you probably shouldn't be afraid of. So like we talked about on our last episode, like skydiving isn't actually as dangerous as you think. So with that, um, we did a fun activity before we recorded this episode uh, where I asked Autumn to write down some prompts about her fears in a few different areas. So we're going to talk about that. Um, So the first area that I had Autumn journal about is what about her fears are in relationships? So Autumn? Yeah, so this is some good food for thought because actually something I've been thinking about I don't know, at least the past couple of years now. And especially after going through a tough breakup, I think it just kind of came to the forefront of realizing what fears were and what things I had to conquer. And a lot of this goes back to some relationship advice I got from other people within the church or individuals I really admire. But just some of them, I think that I've had to conquer. And a lot of these, I feel like I have worked through, but I'll get to that a little bit later, but I think one of them is just the fear of being alone. I think a lot of people struggle with this thought of, oh, if I don't find someone in my 20s and I've failed and all of life is going to be horrible. And this is a lie that I think a lot of people end up believing or just for some reason of not wanting to do life alone. And I think this speaks to a lot of at least going from the Bible or just people in general, but being in community is super healthy, but you can also, you can be in community and not have to have a significant other. So that was one of them. Do you want me to just read through some? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I think a real one that I've struggled with that I I know a lot of my friends too, just because these are the individuals that like to draw close to me, but the fear of being too strong of a female. So in terms of not, maybe standing up for different things, I believe, or letting other people kind of figure out goals and things for me. That's something that I have feared in the past of that I'll be almost too much for someone and my goals and aspirations and my love for traveling and all these other things might be too much or I shouldn't be doing that as much because that was something that in my past relationship that that was something that I think came up a lot and not the too strong of female, just like I love to travel. So I think that would be another fear is that someone would kind of stop my love for travel. Um, And then a real big one for me is having to sacrifice part of who I am. So I think in relationships, there's always compromise, but I think at the core, not wanting to change who I am. And a lot of that would be kind of like my 
I have a dreamer mentality and try and make things and being fearless. And I really like that side of me. So I never want to change that. Um, and then I think one that is big too is I have a fear of being overshadowed and going back to having these dreams and aspirations and wanting to be at least working. Um, I don't really see myself being a stay-at-home mom, at least not in my mind, who knows. But I think that, for example, the future husband would end up wanting to work and then kind of I would have to compromise. And um, I don't really want to do that as of now. And I think, again, maybe my mind would change on that. But I think in terms of having a career, it's always something that I want to do. And last but not least, I would say waste of time. So I have a fear of wasting my time and in terms of not, I think, being upfront about what I want in a relationship. And then, yeah, I mean, relationships may or may not work out and that's life. But in terms of going with the best foot forward at the start of the relationship is something I want to focus on. Yeah. So those are all like really good. I think things that a lot of people wound up like having fears about, but one thing I was noticing as you were listing off all of your fears, um, which I just personally thought was interesting is it seems like all of your fears are focused on like other people changing you, um, be it like them changing your love for travel or them overshadowing you. And none of your fears, like you don't seem to have a fear of like, oh, like, I'm scared that I'm going to do something to someone else. Like, you're not scared, like, oh, like, what if I change them? Or what if I, you know, do something to them? Do you think that there's, like, a reason that all of your fears are more focused on other people to you as opposed to you to other people? I think in terms of, I guess, self-love, so to say, I feel like for the most part, I mean, there's been a couple different seasons of my life, but I feel like I really do love myself at the core, and I really love the different aspects of myself that shine not only in a relationship, but in general. (laughs) Um, But I think with that, I guess I just think about relationships should be something that you're helping other individuals and giving something to other people. And I feel like I kind of understand that and know that. So I guess I'm afraid of that not happening in return or having other people sacrifice in the way that I've sacrificed in the past. Um, but I think this, uh, the things I mentioned is just based on personal history. <laughs> so I guess there's not a reason, but I don't know. What's your thought, Hannah? I just think that that's, I mean, I don't, I couldn't tell you why like your fears are internal. I think that that might be like our, you know, like initial instinct, right? Is to like protect ourselves and like to protect like what we hold dear. So like, of course, like when you're fearful, you're scared of like something being taken away. Um, Very few people I think are scared of like things being like given to them. Um, So that, that could be why it's like, you just have all these things that you're worried like someone's going to come and like take from you that you might seem like fragile to you because they have been fragile in the past, which is just really interesting. Um, so what have you done about some of these like relational fears? Are these still things that like really like hit you, you know? Yeah. So the one with the fear of being alone, I think that's a big one that I can say that I feel like I've definitely conquered. Um, so just from, I guess, a timeline aspect of like um, May 2019. Um, yeah, that was when I had broken up. Um 
with my previous boyfriend, but um, just in that aspect after that. So um, I had kind of had to figure out where I was going to be living. Things had kind of shifted in terms of if I wanted to move out of state and there's just the stepping out into the great unknown. And so I think the fear of being alone, I had to face that because I was pretty much alone when I moved to California. I didn't really know anyone, had a couple of family members, didn't see them too often. And it was just me and God. <laughs> and I mean, I had my job and obviously I got plucked in that vibe and things sped up pretty quickly where I didn't feel like I had to be alone for super long. But during that time, before I really knew anyone, I ended up taking myself to a baseball game. I went and explored the city, um, went and figured out the subway system. There was a lot of things I just did on my own because there was nobody else to do them with. And it was like, well, either we figure it out or we don't. And like, that was the only option. So I had to do it. Um, there was nobody to call and say, Hey, can you pick me up or let's go after work or whatever? Because I moved to a city alone. So that was definitely a way I conquered it. And then additionally, even though the studio didn't work out being the best situation just because of Corona, I ended up having to live alone. Um, and that was something absolutely in the past, never, ever would I have ever lived alone. And I think I was very dependent on, um, the other person in my relationship before and just looking and seeking joy from them rather than seeking joy from God, which I think is something that I know I can improve on. And hopefully I think that is something I am now improved on, but the fear of being alone can pretty much say I've conquered that one. So no, I'm just like laughing as you're telling me all these things. Cause like, I don't consider myself to have a fear of being alone, but some of the things you listed, like I so would not do, like I never want to live by myself. Like it seems miserable. And I was also laughing cause I didn't even know San Francisco had a subway system. Um, <laughs> so like, I would also probably like not do that stuff. So I think it's like really cool that you did. Um, so with that, like you seem to be like pretty, I don't know, like in a good headspace of relationship fears right now, but like, is there any one of them that you're like, man, like this is something that's still eating at me that you really want to be working on now? That's a good question, Hannah. <laughs> um, I would say probably, I don't know, maybe still the part of, having to sacrifice or kind of tone down who I am to fit in someone else's box. I think just because I've known that to happen in the past and I don't want that to happen again, but I think I've taken a year and a half about, um, yeah, about a year and a half to really think through this and know exactly what I'm getting into and can kind of pivot myself when needed. Um, and then the second one, I think, is just the wasted time aspect. But in the way I do dating now, it's very, very different than what I have previously been doing. And so all of the people I've dated since um, my only relationship I've had, it's been ended on great terms because I go into it with the aspect of what we were talking about earlier, but there's two people involved and you don't want to hurt one another. And so if you can be very upfront and communicate and a lot of it has just come down to faith for me and just not having the other individual be as strong as, and their faith as I had wanted 
someone who I'm dating to be. So I think in that way, it's very, it's handled in an adult mature way. So I have a couple of questions for you that came up when you were saying that. So the first thing that I noticed that you said is you're like, man, I don't want either of us to hurt each other. So is that like the mindset you have like going into these relationships? And then also, what do you consider wasted time? Okay, so the, wait, what was your first question? (laughs) So the first question, it was just really interesting to me that you said like, I have a different perspective on this. And now like as a mature adult, I want to go into these relationships and just not hurt the other person. And I... I don't know. Like, that's just so different than how I think about relationships. So I'd like you to like expand on that a little bit more. And then after that, maybe talk about too, like, what do you consider wasted time? Like when you're saying, oh, I'm like afraid of wasting my time. What does that really mean? Because, you know, time wasting is so subjective. Like, for example, I spent a good two hours of my day sitting around thinking about like a binary math puzzle. And to me, that was not wasted time. But to so many people I know, and probably to lots of people listening on this podcast, you're like, why would you spend two hours of your life doing some puzzle with math that like is never going to be relevant to anything? Um, so it's just like different definitions. So like, what is your definition of wasted time? I think my definition of wasted time would be when you know in your gut that something is not right or when you're sacrificing part of yourself and deep down can kind of see different situations come up and just keep pushing it down, pushing it down because of that. Maybe it stems from the fear of being alone and not wanting to be single, or maybe it stems from you think you'll never find someone else who will love you like that. Or um, So I think from waste of time aspect, I can firmly say I don't think any dating relationship now has been where I felt wasted time um just because I approach it in a way of getting to know the other person and learning and dating is such a learning process it it reminds me uh a little bit of interviewing process now you're not going to get every job you interview for and you're not going to end up being in a relationship with everyone you date but you learn about yourself along the way and you learn different things you can prove on and what you should maybe do next time or every job's different. Every dating situation is different, you know? And so you're not going to mesh with everyone and you shouldn't. So there's a lot of learning along the way. So I think now before I can honestly say I was just dating to date, you know? And now it's kind of, I've firmed my mind of this is not dating to date anyone, but I'm going to have clear target and clear things in my mind about these are the things I am not willing to compromise on. Um, And then from the aspect of hurting the other person, I think now it's definitely something where individuals I've dated, it hasn't been where we feel like it's going to lead to that um because it's just a mature way not everything works out how it should but I think in the past I I just I held a lot of weight on what other people thought about me 
No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and also for, you know, dating as an interview process, what a wonderful analogy. So if you're a cute young boy and you're listening, please send in your resumes uh, for Autumn so we can look them over um, and get you some dates. But that's actually a really good transition, though, to our next topic, which is update, like fears in career. Um, so I had you journal about that. So what were some of the things that came up when you think about like your fears in career? And, and I'm assuming for you, it's not the interview process because like you clearly <laughs> practice that so much. Clearly. Okay. Just because we, we love the Enneagram. I'm a three, Hannah's a three, but I'm definitely a three where one of the things as a three is you do yeah, things. Be more Adam. three of a three than me. That's like the most three thing to say. Like I'm a, a three hand is a three, but um, guys, I'm the most three. I didn't say I'm the most three. I just said this. Like, I'm definitely. Three. I'm definitely a three because no, this is transitioning to what I'm talking about. Not like you're more three than I'm, but this just highlights me to a T. I used to do things just to add them to my resume. Um, and that is a thing that threes do is join this, join that, join clubs just because, you know, it'll boost your resume. And so. I just wanted to throw that in because I feel like that is definitely me. Um, Okay. Careers. So some fears that I have is that work will consume too much of my life and I'll miss out on kind of the settling down aspect. Um, I know that is a real thing with a lot of people in the Bay Area and I've seen that happen to other individuals. So I think that's definitely a fear of mine. Um. And another one will be moving up the corporate ladder won't actually make me happy. And so a good story, an example with this one is I know a gal who ended up starting out um, kind of a similar situation. I am right now working at Google um, and kind of employed from like just, I think she was also a vendor, but started as a vendor, ended up getting converted and then started in just like a lower position at Google, ended up knowing that her dream job was to work as a PMM at a big tech company. Well, she ended up getting that PMM tech job at Google. And she told me when I started, she was like, here's how you do it, you know, lay it out. And then I was just like, okay, but are you happy? And she's like, what? I was like, are you happy? Is it everything you ever wanted it to be? She's like, honestly, no. I work a lot and I mean, the relationship, she had to, you know, kind of postpone that until she had figured out her career. And it was just a good wake up call for me to be like, I'm going to think about what I'm doing. What's it goes back to what we talked about last week, but the why behind what you're doing. Um, so that's regarding moving up the corporate ladder. And then <laughs> I have wasted time on here too, but I think in terms of after our discussion now, I'm thinking of it, it's not really wasted time because you're learning something along the way. Um, So maybe I should scratch that one off. But another huge one for me is imposter syndrome. So doubting my accomplishments and talents and kind of being seen as less than. So I think that's something I struggle with right now is just, in terms of at Google, it's like sometimes I feel less than because other people went to Stanford or Cornell or all these other places and they're so quote unquote smart, you know, where I've learned, yes, people are super smart, but also there's a level of 
interacting with people and being smart with people, not just book smart. So definitely a good takeaway. And then this one was losing my job. And that actually briefly happened um, just from a layoff standpoint and then ended up not going through. But that was back in April um, where I thought I was going to be put in a situation that I'll, I was going to be laid off. And then luckily it didn't happen. But I actually had to face my fear during that time of knowing that, okay, my identity as like someone who works at Google could be stripped away. And what does that look like? Well, during that time, then I realized my identity isn't God. It doesn't need to be in a job or earthly things. So that was a good eye-opening experience for me. Dang, those are all some good fears. And so like my, my like honest, like blunt reaction to them is like for the fear of like, oh, like when I get to wherever I am in my career, it won't fulfill me. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, like, of course it's not going to fulfill you. Um, that's honestly one of my pet peeves or not like a pet peeve, but just like, I have so much compassion for people who are seeking fulfillment within their jobs. Like when they get to the next thing, when I think we've talked about this before, like if you just enjoy your life now, like this is your life you're living now. You're not like, don't spend your life waiting for tomorrow to come because that's not a guarantee. Um, but you do have a guarantee of today. So I really like that. And then what is like the difference in wasted time, I guess, in career versus wasted time in relationship. And I know you were saying like, no knowledge is wasted knowledge and no experience is wasted experience, which I completely agree with, Um, you know, as a proponent of learning as much as I can about like the broadest number of topics. I like think everything you can learn is valuable, even if there's not like a direct real world application. Um, But if that's a fear of yours, then you still must think like, man, like I could have spent my time doing something better. So why is that a fear and how is it different than, you know, relationships? Yeah. I think my first job out of college working full-time at the startup was definitely, there was a couple months that I felt very wasted where I was just kind of hanging on until I got a full-time offer and it just felt like I could have been doing something else that would have, I could have had an internship at another company that would have appreciated me and shown up for me in ways I needed and would have gotten that mentorship that I really wanted. So I think looking back on it, I think I kind of held out too long at that company. I should have probably transitioned sooner, but Hey, you know, God worked his magic and everything's fine now. But I think going into something and I think when I would draw the line about the waste of time is when you're not being treated well or being treated as less than. So let's say you've been, well, I don't know. It's different at every company. So I don't want to give a specific example, but I think a good, a good just general example would be when you're sitting at a job and you've been there for a couple of years or something and you're bored, you're not working up to the next level and kind of just clocking in, clocking out. I think that might be my definition of wasting time when you're not growing. Interesting. And it's still, literally to me, this is like so fancy or fascinating. So sorry, I keep like hammering on this point, but it is so fascinating too that so many of your fears are like externally oriented, like what people are doing to you and not like what you are or aren't doing to other people. Um, Yeah. I think I kind of think that way, unfortunately. I just think about what other people's opinions are of me, how they view me. And uh, 
I don't know. That's actually a great point. I think really doing a lot of internal reflection, just being like, well, how does Autumn view Autumn or what does Autumn want? And I think a lot of my, the reasons I do things is a lot of extrinsic reasons of because I want other people to see me in this way, or I want to make other people proud. And maybe that came from sports growing up. And if I did this, then I got noticed. Or um, if I was, you know, the fastest kid on the team, then I got extra praise. (laughs) And so I think that kind of is probably where it stems from. But Unfortunately, I do care a lot about what other people think of me and how they view me. And that's something I think I would still like to work on. Oh, that's so interesting. And just like for me as like a counter example to this, um, and neither one is like good or bad, but the stuff I'm always like afraid of, quote unquote, in like career or whatever is like, oh, like I'm not working enough or I am not like spending my time as wisely as possible. Um, And it's not so other people will see me doing that because like there are ways you can get praise while doing minimum like work and you can definitely like hack any system that somebody makes where you can do like the bare minimum and get the maximum amount of praise like it's like all optimization but what I'm actually like personally concerned about is like oh are people like am I actually not doing as good of a job as I could be doing um and can I be pushing myself further and like doing all these things when people aren't seeing me and that's or like am I not you know loving people as much as I should be or am I not like treating them as kindly or even like the other day I was thinking like bad thoughts like about someone I was like why am I annoyed at them like how can I fix this um and neither one is good or bad both of them you know we should probably deal with but that's just why this is so fascinating to me is i think about things like this just completely differently yeah that's actually well that's another fear of mine is just especially during this time of not being in the office about i'm fearing oh what are other people thinking if my chat box is turned off for a moment you know if i'm outside having to walk Maisie or grabbing coffee or something normally in a office setting if i'm up grabbing coffee or lunch, people will see that. But now it's just my computer's there. And if I, I don't know, it's just that I think is another fear of mine, at least recently. Or yeah, am I doing enough? Or, you know, am I pushing myself enough? Am I, am I growing? Am I learning? So those are all things I definitely have too. I guess they just weren't the first ones I wrote down. No, that's so interesting. So um, for the sake of time, I want to keep us going to our next third fear um, that I had Autumn Journal about this week. So what are your fears when it comes to faith? (laughs) Okay. I'm laughing at this one because it's just kind of, I don't know, it's funny, but I I wrote down my first one was fear of trusting God too much. So, and I hate to put this down. I'm sad that I did, but it's true. I think fear of trusting God too much would be if I end up losing a house or losing a job because you might have something better for me and um or you know something being stripped away from me and then having to be obedient to whatever the new plan is I think that's where I'm like okay god you can have my job you can have this and that but don't take you know I don't know my car or something where no you can definitely take my car god I'll take a new one but no, <laughs> no, but I think the whole, 
it, like we can give up a certain amount until it's the last 10%. So this was actually something that I heard in a church sermon this weekend, but I'll give you 90%, but 10%, eh, I don't know. I might want to keep that 10%. So yeah, that would probably be one thing. And another fear I have just with faith is, I think it's just in general, but I fear death and losing family members and individuals. And I know it's part of life and something I've definitely worked on and have reshaped my mind on a little bit, especially when I lost my grandma this summer. But um, those are real, real fears of mine, especially with faith. And then I think there's a level of something I still don't completely understand. So going to heaven or hell and kind of what, because some Christians believe, okay, you need to do this amount in order to get in. Well, what is that amount? You don't know if you're 90, you don't know if you got an A on the test when you get to heaven, you know? And so I guess that's a fear of being a Christian and doing all these things and having it not turn out the way I expected. Oh, girl, this is like a whole other conversation that (laughs) we will definitely have another time um, because I have just like so many um, thoughts and clarification and just like, I have so many thoughts on everything you just said, um, faith-wise, but that I would literally take three hours. Um, But with that though, I still like, we're coming back to this. You seem to just be scared of like things being taken away. Like what if God takes my dream? What if he takes my car? What if he takes my family? And, you know, for relationships, like what if, you know, the relationships take my personality and for jobs, it's like, what if I'm wasting my time? What if they take my dreams? So what do you think would come if all of these things were taken away? Like, who would you be? I think that was the whole thing going back to, so I don't think I've actually shared this on the podcast. I've shared with a lot of friends, but that week when I was basically told I was going to be laid off and wasn't, I was given pretty much no notice and I mean, now you know that I wasn't actually laid off. But during that time, I had realized, wow, okay, I just moved out to California, built up this start of a career, feeling like life was absolutely amazing. Honestly, last fall, I felt at the top of the world. It was amazing. And then when that happened in April, I just realized, wow, God, like you just took one of the biggest parts of my life being career. I I don't know why you did that, but I just felt this sense of peace and trust in God that I don't need those things to fulfill me. And during that time I was given basically what I felt like is my purpose for my life. And I know in terms of if you might not be Christian or completely understand what a purpose is, but um, just something I had personally been praying about for a while to be given. And it was um, to bring heaven to earth every day for the betterment of others and then myself too, and continue to grow closer to God. So that was something that I had just been super grateful for that God gave that to me because it, I ended up getting told later that week after I got basically my purpose was revealed to me, but that I did in fact get to keep my job. But during that time, I was just like, wow, God, okay. I don't need all these things to fulfill me if I have you and I'm going to trust you no matter what, because 
maybe God was saying, okay, there's something better for you. And I don't know what that looks like. And so even when people ask me about, well, what are you doing with this new job or new position? Or what are you moving? Where are you going? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'll let God decide because that's not up to me. And I used to be someone who would plan, 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 want my life to be so figured out to the T. And now it's just like, it's not like I don't care because I do. And I put in the effort to get to that next step, but it's just really letting God kind of take the wheel on a lot of it and letting go of control. Dang. Okay. So with that, I'm going to take it as a mic drop for faith fears. Um, And that gets us to my favorite fears that I had Autumn write about, and those are her silly fears. So just what are, because I know this conversation has been a little bit heavy up to this point and it's time to like lighten it up a little bit. So what are some silly fears of yours? Okay. (laughs) This actually happened this past week, but basically I was trying to light a candle because I was just like, you know, what would be great with this fall feeling, leaves changing, mood? A candle. Well, I go over and grab the lighter that. So I'm currently living with my best friend from high school, Michelle, but she had this lighter that I was trying to use. And then it just ran out of juice. And I was like, dang it, no candle for autumn. Well, then I saw that there were some matches in the drawer. And I was like, oh, well, that could work. But what do you mean it could? That's how you make fire. But that will work. But that's one of my fears are matches. I hate matches because when I was four, I dropped a sparkler on my foot and it burnt. And so now anything that lights up, like like a sparkler, matches, etc., freaks me out, man. Freaks me out. And then it happened. So then I didn't light the candle. And then I ended up yesterday being like, oh, dang it, still no lighter. I really want this candle to be lit. And Michelle showed me how to do it the other day. She was like, you turn it sideways, you do it like this. And I was like, okay, fine, I will try. And I did it. I conquered my fear of matches. So stay tuned to see if I light any more candles or maybe I'll just go and buy like, a lighter. Will you, will you keep doing this or was it like a one-time thing? I don't know. I just, it really freaks me out. I just, I don't know. I, I think fire in general kind of freaks me out. Um, also, okay, another silly fear would be water rides so I don't love okay well like river rafting seems scary I'll do the log shoot at MOA but big scary slides that would be kind of where I would draw the line so you'll go skydiving but not down a water slide yes you heard that correctly Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) this is better than I thought yeah um Okay. And then other ones, which I feel like a lot of people have, locking myself out of my car, locking myself out of my house. Um, Do you think about that very often? Like, I almost never think about locking myself out of my house or out of my car. Oh, I think about it. Yeah. Every time. Every time I leave. Wow. It almost never occurs to me. Yeah. All the time. I got to go. All right. Do I have my keys? Do I have my phone? Do I have my wallet? And then, yeah, that's a big one. Or, oh, this is a good fear. I didn't write this one down, but this is definitely a fear of mine is getting pulled over. I've never been pulled over, fun fact, but it would freak me out to be pulled over. 
because I hate doing things wrong. And so if I was pulled over and for doing something wrong, just make me really sad. That's, you know, that's fair. I feel like I probably wouldn't like it. I don't know if I'm scared of it, but I would definitely not know what to, well, I don't know if I'd know what to do. That's a good one. Yeah. But I don't know. Those are my silly fears, Hannah. What are yours? What are some of your silly fears? Um, this sounds really dumb. So I'm not afraid of the ocean because I love like snorkeling and being in the ocean and all of that stuff. But I want to say I have like a healthy fear of the ocean. Like whenever I do go snorkeling and everything, it's more like a mix of like awe and wonder and like, holy crap, I'm in this big basin of water and it is very large and I'm very small. I don't know, like riptides, like rip currents, those freak me out. So mm-hmm. I'm just like cautious. And I do love the ocean. Like I love swimming in it. I love like attempting to surf and all like water sports are great. So it's not like I'm scared and like I don't do things in it. I just like, as I'm there, I'm like, I would like to not get sucked out to sea today. Mm. That's a good one. I'm also really freaked out. I'm going to like hit somebody with my car, like a pedestrian. <laughs> Just be and thank you. This is just because, like, I I've been freaked out before last year. Um, okay, and this is I was like, gonna say, just, are we going into that? <laughs> we're not going into that. That's like a different story. Um, <laughs> but like, it's I don't know. I see all these people, and I just am like, what if they decide to do something dumb and run into the road, or like, what if there's a kid that's chasing a ball and that like, goes behind a car and I don't see them? So I try to be like a really present driver, you know, just to avoid ever hitting um, a person with my car. I don't think that's a dumb fear, though. It's more of, like, a healthy, like, I see my fears not as dumb fears or as silly fears. More as, like, healthy caution. Um, do I think there's anything that's, like, a truly just, like, weird... Oh, IVs. Okay. I hate... I was going to say that, too. That, it just... I just don't know what it is, but, like, thinking of a needle going, like, up... I don't know why, up, but in up, my mind, up, up, going, up. Like, up my vein is gross. Like, if it was going the other way, I feel like it'd be less gross. But, like, going... I just... Uh, ooh. I think I've had them... I've had an... I've, oh, so I tried to donate blood once, and that was, you know, like an IV. And then I had my wisdom teeth out, and both times, I could not look at it at all. Unfortunately, with the wisdom teeth, I was, like, half unconscious by the time they put it in, so that was fine, but, like... I don't know. I know those are like life-saving, life-giving things. I just don't like thinking about it. Um. Yeah. No, that's good. Also, there was another one I thought of just from fears when I was a kid uh, was fears of mascots. I hated those things so much, Hannah. Like I absolutely hated them where one time my mom, so we were at a Twins game and we were walking, walking, walking. And then all of a sudden I see TC Bear. And so then I ended up um, having to, <laughs> so my mom ended up having to try and pick me up. Well, I thought she was picking me up to go see the mascot when in reality it was, she was trying to pick me up to take me away from the mascot. But before she could pick me up, because I thought she was taking me to see the mascot, I ran away. And so I ran, but your girl's good with direction. So I ended up running back, and I was five, um, ended up running back to the seats where my grandparents were sitting. And I remembered where we were. But yeah, do not like mascots. Okay, so with that, we're going to have my end of podcast fun questions. So I want to hear a fast fear story. This is going to be you overcoming your fear or a story of you not overcoming your fear and just like running away. So what's your fast fear story? Fast fear story would probably be... 
Dang, I feel like the, that's not a fast thing, though. Okay, maybe the too being too strong as a female, and I'm talking physically now. So being too strong as a female, and people, yes, hand on those biceps, yes. Um, but I think I'm just like, you know what? I want to be strong. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fit, and guy has to keep up with me. That's all there is to it for your store Dang. that's <laughs> that's really funny um, I've never I've also never like thought about being scared of being too strong I was just like oh my gosh how do I gain muscles um so my fast fear story with this is so lots of people are scared of spiders I happen to mostly not be scared of spiders uh and I'm at least the least scared of spiders of all of the roommates I've ever lived with so for the past like four years I've been the spider catcher so I always will catch and release or like stomp on spiders for people I do the same. I don't mind spiders. And I would do it for ah, all my past people I've loved with. So that's fun. It's so fun. Okay. So that's all we have. I know I said questions for my questions at the end, but I really only have the one of our fast fear stories. Um, wait, so wait. I have a question for you. You have a question for me? Autumn gets asked questions too. What? Did you or works. did you not have coffee today? Because the day we're recording this, it is National Coffee Day. So did you enjoy coffee today? And if so, what is your favorite coffee order from which coffee shop? Okay, first off, is that even a question? I drink three to five cups of coffee a day. What do you mean, did I have coffee? I had like three, maybe four cups today. I can't really remember. So yes, I had coffee. I even filmed my coffee and filmed making my coffee because I'm like, it's National Coffee Day. I'm going to celebrate it by just like filming it so I can watch it back later. Um, And then my favorite order is, well, it depends on my mood. So my favorite coffee shop in the whole wide world is Espresso Royale Coffee, um, which is now located just in Champaign-Urbana. They used to be in a couple different locations across the Midwest, but now they're in Champaign-Urbana and I love them. Literally, I've not had them in over a year. And to this day, I have dreams about drinking their coffee. Like a couple nights ago, I went to bed. It wasn't even a scary nightmare. I just sat there in my dream and drank their coffee. It's amazing. I think they're the best coffee shop on the world. Like if I could make them everywhere, I would. I just oh, love it. Um, my favorite order there sort of depended on my mood, but the most unique thing I would get there is a bourbon barrel latte where they have these beans that are roasted and then they, they sit in bourbon barrels. So they get like the bourbon flavor. Um, and it's not alcoholic. It just tastes really good. And they make it into like the best like latte you could possibly imagine with this really unique flavor. Um, I buy their beans all the time. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, Espresso Real, please come make a branch where I live and or just send me your coffee beans because I love you and I miss you and I haven't had your coffee in over a year and I'm really sad. So that's it. That's my favorite coffee. Um, so are we good? Yes. Thank you for answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Um, I live to ask questions, but also sometimes I'll answer them, you know? Um, So with that, thank you all for listening to our podcast. We really, really appreciate you. Um, If you wanted to leave a review, we would super appreciate that. And also just tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it. Um, With that, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Raise Your Standard Podcast on Instagram. And then if you want to follow our personal accounts, you can follow at Autumn Odin on Instagram and also at Hannah Overby. Do send Autumn all of your dating resumes so she can interview you. Wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, and then shout out to Russell Mendoza for doing our music and editing. 
takeaways will be in the show notes.